Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open them with me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 20. 1 Kings chapter 20. And uh, I want to share with you today just a simple message. And I want to speak to the men of the house at every campus, but I also want to speak to, I think this will be something that any and everyone, regardless of your gender, and there are only two, male and female, amen. But uh, there I go, already getting controversial. I was just trying to have a good little Father's Day today. But, but I just want you to know today that God has a word for you and for your family. Look with me in 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39. Now, as the king passed by, he cried out unto the king and said, your servant went out into the midst of the battle and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, notice these words, guard this man. The King James says, keep this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, notice that, while your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be, you yourself have decided it. This is one of those scriptures that you'll read right over if you're not careful and miss a great life lesson. The number one responsibility of every man Is what I want to preach about today on Father's Day. The number one responsibility of every man. This story takes place on a battlefield. Back then, battlefields were not shooting missiles across the ocean, but it was hand-to-hand combat. It was a noisy place. You would hear the clashing of swords and shields and the chariots rumbling and the horses and the screams of men and the yells and the threatening and the arrows flying. It was loud. It was noisy. And in the middle of all of this battlefield that and this battle that was taking place in the field, the Bible said that there was a commander who came to his, to one of his lower ranking servants or soldiers. And he said to him, I have captured this man. And I want you to keep this man. The word keep there is interesting. It means to hedge in with thorns, guard this man, keep this man. This is your number one responsibility. You must keep this man. You must guard this man. I know there's a battle going on all around you, but your number one priority from this moment forward, I'm charging you, the king says, I'm charging you with pretty much one assignment. And that is to keep this man. You guard this man. You hedge him in with thorns. You don't take your eyes off of him. And as if to give the seriousness of the order, he said, when I come back, I'm the king. And when the battle's over, I'm coming back. And when I come back, if you have not kept this man and he is missing, then it'll be your life for his life. That's how serious this thing is. You have one charge in the midst of the warfare and the chaos, and that is to guard this man, keep this man, 
Don't let him get out of the perimeters of the thorny hedge that I want you to put him in. To keep means to head someone in thorns, to put a thorny hedge around this man, to stop him from escaping. Don't get distracted with the clanging of the sword, sir. Don't get distracted with the battle going on. You got a lot of things going on all around you. You could be distracted, but your number one responsibility and priority in this battle that you're in is to keep this man. Step back and make sure you're keeping him. Keep him as, as if your life depends on it because it does. If anything happens to this man, it's his life for your life. It's your life for his life. When the battle is over, the king is coming back. How many of you know our king is coming back? I think you, you're pretty smart people. You already figured out where I'm going with this, I think. You are the man, sir. The old nature, the old man. And God says, you have one responsibility in life. We talk about Father's Day. We talk about the responsibility of fathers. But I really can't help my five children if I don't keep this man. I really can't help the hundreds of fathers here today and at every campus. I really can't help you much in your battle if I don't keep my number one responsibility, which is to guard this man, to keep this man. And when the king comes back in this particular case, the man is missing. Where is the man that I gave you charge of? How could this happen? I'm sure the king Begin to say what was so important that it could have distracted you from keeping the one man that I told you you had to keep. Explain yourself. Were you overpowered by an enemy? Were you seduced by a seducer? Did you forget the charge that I gave you, one simple instruction. I didn't tell you to keep a company of soldiers. I didn't put you over a squadron. I didn't put you over a platoon. I gave you one thing that you're responsible for. Keep right here, six foot, a little over six foot, 160 something pounds. And, and, and I, want you to, I want you to keep this man. I lied right there, 170 something. I got to keep this man. All you had was one man to take care of one assignment. Keep him hedged in. And that man is missing and he's gone. I'm sure that the excuse was that the soldier had for not keeping the man was interesting. Did you catch it? Maybe they'll throw it back up. He said, it wasn't anything bad. Thy servant was busy here and there. I wasn't a bad man. I was just a busy man. Just here and there. And I, I, I hedged him in. I had an encounter with the old man and I hedged him in. And I, I thought I had him and I watched him for a while, but... I got distracted. I got busy here and there. And I'd, I'd, I'd still keep my eye on him. But you know, this isn't my everything. 
sure the soldier wanted the king to know it. You know, the man wasn't missing because I was lazy. I'm very busy here and there. He's like all the men that I'm preaching to at all of our campuses. We're busy. We have responsibilities. We've got to keep up our lifestyle for our family. We have jobs. We have uh, uh, facts and emails and everything else that we've got to tend to. We've got all kinds of responsibilities. The house needs attention. This needs attention. Bills have got to be paid. I'm just here and there. And while I was dealing with here and there busy stuff. I turned around and the man was gone. You don't understand the only thing I have to do. I've got a lot of, this isn't the only thing I have to do. I have a lot of obligations. I have a lot of responsibilities and I just got busy. Life is very, very busy. And he told me he wouldn't run away. I'm going to make this part up. That's not in the story. But he crossed his heart and, and promised to die if he didn't stay in the hedge that I put. He even encouraged me. You go on and do here and there. It's very important. And forget about me. And that's what happens to people. You can't believe this man because he's a liar. Your flesh is a liar. Your old nature is a liar. You can't believe him. You can't trust him. What you have to do is hedge him in with thorns. He'll try his best to get out. And it doesn't have to be big, bad sin. Doesn't have to be porn on the internet or drunkenness or some crazy thing. You just get busy here and there. And before you know it, you hadn't kept this man in prayer. You hadn't kept this man in the word of God. You hadn't kept this man in the perimeters of God's spirit and the hedges and, and, and barriers all around you. And you're stepping over the line and you're getting into things you shouldn't be getting into. And you have to learn this lesson. It's big. You got to keep this man. You got to guard this man. The soldier wasn't bad. He was, he was just busy. And you know, most of the people in in, that are not in church today, they're not bad people necessarily. They're just busy. Why weren't you in church Sunday? I didn't see you and your family because if you don't keep this man, don't worry about your children. The enemy, the, the enemy, it, sometimes we worry more about our children and we don't keep this man. But I found out the greatest thing I can do for my wife and the greatest thing that I can do for my children and grandchildren is keep this man. If I keep him in love with Jesus, if I keep him praising and worshiping God, if I keep him in church, if I keep him paying his tithes and honoring God and reading his Bible and praying and, and loving God, and keeping a good spirit and a right attitude and a, and, a, and a tongue that's not out of control and anger that is submitted to the Holy Spirit. If I can keep this man, it's amazing. Your children will follow you. Your, your wife will love you. God will honor you and you'll be a blessing to everyone. But the key to it is keep this man. Keep him in church. Uh, we got soccer games, we got tournaments, we've got this. I got two sea-doos and a boat, and I've got this and I've got that. And I don't have a problem with that, but watch out before you know it. Busy here and there, you look back and, oh my God, what's happened to us? Most of the people who are not in church today, they're not super bad people. They just, why didn't you go to church? I had to mow my grass. I had to, 
I had to buy groceries. We, you know, we didn't have no food. So we just said, we ain't going to go to church today. We're just going to go buy groceries. And we're just going to go uh, just here and there. And then it's one Sunday becomes two out of four. And two out of four becomes, we, if we can get one in a month, we're good. I got the man still hedged in. I'm not out some filthy sinner. It's just this slow, gradual thing. And once that man starts crawling out of that little trap you've had him in, you think you're a little saint right now. You still got all kinds of ugly stuff in you that's just waiting to get out. And you have to keep that old man. Paul said, I keep my body under subjection. I don't trust this flesh. There's no good thing in it. It's crazy. These little beady eyes and little, I can't just let myself go and look at stuff. I got to keep this man from junk on the internet and keep this man from stuff on the TV and keep this man. Oh, this is old fashioned, isn't it? Good. He didn't lose the man on purpose. It's a casual drifting away. Just, I, I think, I think at first he started, you know, dealing, I, you know, I got other things to do besides just be a Jesus freak. I, I, I got to take, do this. And I'm sure, you know, he stayed real close to where he had the man, but he started going a little further and the man was winking saying, you're good. Go on. I'm good. Praise the Lord. And he just kept going further and further and further. And all of a sudden he looks back. The man is gone. If you don't know what I'm preaching about today, the world is the battlefield. We're fighting the world, the flesh, and the devil. A war is going on. There's a lot of noise and a lot of chaos. And our King Jesus has given you but one charge. Keep this man. Your number one priority is to keep this man. Don't get so busy in the financial arena that you don't keep this man. Making money, but you don't keep this man. Don't get so busy in the political arena, the entertainment arena, the fun arena, the family, family, family time, family time. What, what do you do on Saturdays? What about your soul time? What about getting your family in God's house? My God, we better keep this man. Look at a man and just, just say, you better keep that man. You better guard that man. There's a better chance of your children being saved if you just keep this man. So here's the bottom line. If you don't build a hedge of thorns around this man, if you don't get some, if you don't keep him and guard him, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. I guess what I'm trying to preach is you can't trust you. You holified you, you spiritual you, you, you are crazy as a bat still been born again and filled with the spirit. But if you don't guard you, you know how many preachers I started out with in the ministry and they were anointed and powerful. And here's the thing, Danny, they were anointed and powerful when the spirit was on them. Like Samson, I was reading that the other day where the Bible said the spirit would come on him at times. 
And he would do mighty things. He would slay a thousand Philistines. He would uh, rip the gates of the Philistine uh, city, uh, Gaza. He would, he would do amazing things. He killed a, killed a lion with his bare hands when the Spirit would come upon him at times, the Scripture said. But it's the in-between times. Anybody can live for God when you're sitting in church at Free Chapel on Sunday morning and nobody's talking about nothing vulgar or dirty or ugly or unclean. We're just lifting Jesus high. This is when the Spirit's on you mightily. But I want you to know that when you get out of here within 30 minutes to an hour, you better have this man hedged up. Somebody's going to cut you off in the parking lot. And if you don't watch it, that man's going to climb over the thorns and cut somebody out in the name of Jesus and keep on moving. In church on Sunday morning and watching porn on Sunday night, that's how crazy your flesh is. And you'll lie to yourself. It's this gradual thing. You have to keep this man, guard this man from the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, arrogance. Have to keep this man in church, engaging the word of God, obeying God, grateful, praising, worshiping God. You have to keep him. The Bible said that when Samson Samson had the spirit come on him at times. But then there's that in-between time. (laughs) The art of living for God in the in-between time is the key to victorious Christian living. I love it when I get up and preach and God anoints me. But I found out that the harder time is not when the spirit's on me mightily and everybody's praising God. But when I'm all by myself in a hotel room or I'm traveling or I'm with my family or I'm in my own home. I have to guard this man. So I want to I conclude this little sermon on Father's Day, by telling you, you better hedge him in in the in-between times. We're living between the times when you have to have discipline. To, in, the, in the in-between times, you have to have something called discipline. You don't need deliverance. You need discipline. Demons, demons, demons are tempting me. Spirits of lust. And I'm sure they're involved in it. But the bottom line is you need some discipline. Sometimes we don't need deliverance. We just need some discipline. If you can't get free from stuff, tell your wife. She'll she'll get you free. (laughs) Or kill you one. Tell somebody. Get some help. But keep this man. Whatever I've got to do, I've got to keep this man. How can, I, how can I reach my children? How can I reach the men and the women of this congregation and watching me by television and online? How can I reach you at every campus if I this week have not kept this man? If I have not had the hedges of God's word that I have hid in my heart that I would not sin against God? And I'm telling you today that you got a lot of things going on. A lot of men who are busy. You're not bad, you're just busy. 
But if you stay busy long enough, you'll lose the man. And once you lose the man, the Bible said Esau lost the man. He, he lost the birthright blessing for a pot of beans. He didn't keep the man. And there's something interesting. It says that later when Jacob came to him and he said, let me give you some of the stuff that I got through the covenant blessing. He said, it's okay, I have enough. In other words, Esau, the Bible said, sought for God with tears and, and repented, but could not find repentance. And he, he actually reached a place where he said, I can live without God in my life. I have enough. Now, if you don't keep the man, the next phase is you start living life without God. And you say, I have enough. Again, I've got a house on the lake. I've got two sea I've got a car. I've got a wife. I've got kids. We don't go to church. We don't... People say, I just couldn't live without God. Yes, you could. People do it all the time. They're doing it by the millions as I speak. They're living their whole life as if God does not exist. And it's this slow, gradual thing, a little here, a little there. And before you know it, you turn around and your soul is gone because he said, it, it'll cost you, you. If you lose the man, you will lose yourself. Oh my goodness. You'll lose who you are and why you're here and your whole purpose. And it'll be all about this stuff out here. But you lost the man. That's why John said to the children, keep yourselves from idols. Little children, keep yourself. That's why in the book of Acts, Peter said, Save yourselves from this perverse and wicked generation. Keep yourself. Save yourself. Hedge yourself in. Keep this man. Guard this man. Don't just live for God when the Spirit's moving mightily. Some people go from revival to revival to revival. You ever seen people like that? If something new starts, they go to that. And if something new, and, and they're trying to stay mightily under the power of God. But really, the greatest thing about living for God isn't when you're in a might. We need that. We need services like this where the power of God is there and, and God's speaking to us. But really, what, what really shows who you are is the rest of the time in between those times when there's mighty moves of God, can I be disciplined enough to keep this man? When I don't feel chill bumps, don't have a beautiful course singing for me, and don't have a crazy preacher screaming at me. But it's just me and God, and I'm keeping and guarding this man. Amen? Stand to your feet at every campus right there in Orange County. Just stand to your feet right there in Gwinnett and Buford, and Spartanburg. Just stand to your feet. The number one responsibility of every man is what? Come on, touch your heart and say, I need to keep this man. I need to guard this man. I need to guard these eyes and this mind and this heart. I need to, this is, this is the biggest, the biggest battle I fight is not with demons and principalities. It's right here. 
And I would love for every man who would be willing to say, God, I would love today to, I want to catch that wild man in me. And I want to put him back where he belongs. <laughs> He's gotten loose a little. Been saying things or shouldn't be saying, doing few things, not just been busy, been here and there, here and there. Jesus and my spirit life has not been my priority. I'd love for every father, every man in this room, just to slip out of your seat in closing, come down to the front of the church at every campus. Every man, come on, come on, come on, come on. Every man, this is awesome. Every man, every man, every man. Now I'm telling you, that's it. Go ahead, go ahead and celebrate the men. This, my goodness. Hey, listen to this, listen to this. I told you last week the true story. Hold on with the drums just a minute. I heard this last week. I shared this last Sunday. Muhammad Ali got on an airplane. True story. And the plane was about to take off and the stewardess walked over and said, Mr. Ali, please fasten your seatbelt. You know, Muhammad Ali, the world champion boxer. And he looked back with a grin on his face and he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And she looked back at him and said, Superman don't need no airplane. Fasten your seatbelt. Turn to a man near you and say, you're no Superman. I know you think you are, but you better keep this man. You better guard this man. You're not a Superman. You better guard this man. You better keep him. I I know you act real spiritual when you're holding on your Bible, but you better keep this man. This stuff is real because the king is coming back. I said the king is coming back and he's going to ask you one question. He's not going to say, did you win the world? Did you do this? Did you do that? He's going to ask you one question. Did you keep this man? So let's lift our hands toward heaven, gentlemen, at every campus. Let's just give our lives completely to God today and say, Lord, here's my character. Here's my integrity. Here's my body. Here's my mind. Here's my soul. Here's my future. Here's my family. I put it all in that circle right now. And I say, consecrate me and anoint me and use me and help me and bless me. I come back to you today. I've got to keep this man. I've got to guard this man. The enemy is subtle. It's a gradual thing of just pulling you further out and further out and further out and before you know it you've lost this man and if you lose this man you lose yourself so just raise your hands and say Lord take me back to the cross take me back to to knowing you take me back to serving you take me help me to keep this man on fire for you keep this man praising and worshiping you loving you honoring you leading my family to church keep this man Jesus mighty name thank you for listening to this week's podcast we hope you are blessed